If you're a Disney Plus subscriber and you're watching The Mandalorian, Jack and I have a podcast for you. Every week, we'll discuss the latest episode of The Mandalorian and talk about other great content and maybe some not-so-great content on Disney Plus as well. As two lifelong Star Wars fans, we have a ton of fun geeking out over all the little details of the show, and we want you to join us every Monday. So search for Disney Plus Reviews. That's Disney P-L-U-S Reviews. Hey, Phil, how about that, Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda says, what's the podcast? At Sif Pop. We're your movie friends. But our friends really friends? If you don't know them. So grab a popcorn. And head over to our row. So we can chat movies. Like friends do. There's always room for more movie friends. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the writer's room. Hello and welcome to Sif Pop Writer's Room. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And today, for the 100th episode of Sif Pop Writer's Room, wow, that feels good to say, uh, I'm joined by Sif Pop writer Joe. Hey, everybody. And Sif Pop editor Robert. Hi, uh, we're not talking about a movie, so I have no opening line other than hello. <laughs> I was wondering what you were going to say. <laughs> Just hello. Just hello. Uh, Rob, Robert, of course, editor uh, of Sip Pop Joe writing uh, Sip Pop stuff, but both of them recurring guests on uh, Sip Pop Writer's Room um, for the second and fourth Wednesdays of every month. Uh, we write for SipPop.com. We do movie reviews, best ever challenges, lots of other interesting movie-related stuff. Make sure to check out the site, SipPop.com, to keep up with all that. And on today's show, on the podcast, we're going to talk about a coming attraction, um, Firestarter is coming out this week, so we'll give some thoughts on that. Before we dive into our main topic, which will be uh, a type of game show to celebrate like something different for 100 episodes. Uh, and because it's the game show, there will be no B-plot this week, but we will still wrap up with the spinoff. And as always, we got to kick things off um, in, in a fun way. So uh, let's, let's start off here. Um, guys, at the top of the show, where do you want to send people? Where do you want to promote your stuff uh, for people to come check you out? uh robert let's start with you uh just go to my twitter that's if i ever do anything i want people to see i will put it on twitter so that would be uh underscore rob's thoughts nice and uh joe where do you want to send people yeah uh, like the usual to send people to my uh, instagram it's uh the star spangled avenger with uh, underscore each one of those words uh you want to talk about anything comic books or movies or any other type of hobbies uh yeah there for that uh, I'll have both of those in the episode description, so you guys can make sure to check out those uh, on you know short form. And uh, yeah, um, I want to before we get to our random question, I want to give a couple words of thanks. Uh, thanks to producer Phil for um, publishing a hundred episodes of this podcast, plus all the bonus stuff that we do. Um, so thanks, Phil. Appreciate you. Uh, to Joe and Robert uh, for being on this show monthly. Uh, I know it takes up a lot of you guys' time and. For those listening, like none of like they don't get paid for doing this, so I uh, just want to say appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, where's that money been coming from? Then? <laughs> 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 no, I, I always enjoy doing it. Happy to be on. Yeah. Uh, also, for you guys as spouses for allowing me to have a couple hours of your week yeah. uh, or yeah. month each time. Um, uh, also to Robert, to Ben, and to Blake for helping me uh, get the show kind of fine tuned when I had the idea. Um, just really kind of forming it to what it actually is. Uh, to the Sif Pop writers for uh, being a constant support for this and for being guests on this show to, to let it be what it is. Uh, and of course, to people that listen, uh, because this is why we do it. Um, so um, 
we do it so people can listen uh, to our thoughts and so people we can hopefully entertain people for uh, sometimes a little bit of time each week and sometimes a lot of bit of time each week. Um, and of course, I uh, got to shout out my patrons, uh, patreon.com slash stiffpop, WR, uh, people that choose to give above and beyond for uh, extra bonus content that you can check out over there. Uh, if you're interested in checking out that stuff, patreon.com slash stiffpop. WR. Uh, but before we dive into our coming attraction, we got to talk about uh, one random question for each of you. And um, the random question that I came across this week is, when you were a child, what did you want to do when you grow up? I can't remember a specific thing, to be honest. No? Um, probably just baseball player, but that was never actually in the cards, so I never was like actually putting in the work to be a baseball player. Uh did you like play a kind of position in Little League, kid. or were you just kind of like a wherever? Uh, I was mostly second base, and it was kind of a disaster anytime I got put in the outfield. <laughs> <laughs> Man. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I think as far as I remember, I wanted to be um, something art-related art or artist. Um, followed that pretty deeply until you realize how like super and hyper-competitive it is, and that you know there's always somebody better than you, so... Mm. Um, yeah, I do what I do now. I'm, I'm a producer at a game company. That works just fine for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there are many days that I wish I had your job. So just because <laughs> it sounds so cool, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I When I was a kid, I really wanted to be like lots of different things. I don't know. Like I didn't have your typical like firefighter, police officer, whatever, but I guess it was just in whatever mood I was in. Um, I didn't want any like desk jobs ever. I didn't want any boring jobs. But of course, every kid goes through an astronaut phase, um, or at least I did. I don't. Every kid I knew did. Um, there was the uh, um, the couple other phases uh, that were relatively typical movie characters that I loved. It's like I want to do that. Uh, but I think I remember the first time, like I actually had to like, it was, I was going into middle school and they're like, or going into high school and they're like, you know, because this is America, they're like, you need to know what you want to do for the rest of your life at 12 years old. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I was just like, I don't know what I want to do, but I like playing video games. So how about something with that? And then, um, I very quickly became disinterested in, in doing that because they put me in a, uh, HTML class and that was, like, <laughs> this is boring. <laughs> this isn't what I wanted to do. Um, so um, and I've since forgot all of it. So, um, yeah, I, so I guess that would be my, my like for sure answer. Um, but yeah, very nice. Well, let's talk about our coming attraction this week. We have Firestarter coming out. Firestarter is a new Blumhouse film based off of a Stephen King book. Um, what do you guys think about uh, this movie? Um, it starts with Zac Efron. A couple desperately tried to hide their daughter, Charlie, from a shadowy federal agency that wants to harness her unprotected gift for turning fire into weapon of mass destruction. Um, what do you guys think about this? Joe, let's start with you. Uh, would you go see this? Uh, nothing is holding you back except your own free will. Would you go see this opening weekend? Wait till you can uh, check it out as a matin- at a matinee. Wait till you can wait- rent it at home. Wait till it's on streaming service you already pay for. Or are you not interested in seeing this one? Uh, for me, you know, I'm a big like horror buff. And... Uh... There's also like a tinge of like sci-fi in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it'd be opening weekend. Cause I think recently Stephen King adaptations have been getting better, especially like a lot of the Mike Flanagan ones have been really excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, even though part two wasn't as strong as the first one, that the, you know, as a whole, that those movies were pretty well done. Mm-hmm. Um, trailer to me was effective. And 
I mean, I think this thing's primed for a remake. I mean, it can't. the The last one came out in nineteen eighty four with Drew Barrymore. So, yeah, I think I'm up for like a like a reboot. This particular film. Sure. What about you, Robert? Uh, I honestly didn't realize it was Stephen King until I was looking at the notes. Mm-hmm. So that bumps me up a bit, but it's probably matinee at best. I saw the trailer and it just didn't really interest me at all. Mm. Um, yeah, that'll be one if I'm like, if I haven't been to the movies in a while and there's nothing else that I haven't seen out, then maybe I'll go check it out. But otherwise, yeah, it just doesn't seem too interesting to me. Sure. Uh, I'll just, I'll land below you guys, I guess. I'll go and rent. Um, I was fully prepared to just say not interested in this movie. Um, I don't, it's just like, Zach, Ef- Zach Efron is not necessarily the most reliable like person where he's in a movie and you're like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. Uh, I like the guy, I do, but he's, mm-hmm. you know, for every Neighbors, he has Neighbors 2. Um, and every, yeah. he's in one of the Jump Street movies, right? 22, I think? Uh, I don't think so. I don't remember him in a Jump Street. He was in the uh, Ted Bundy movie. He was good in that. Yeah, he was good in that. I didn't see that one. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile. Something, something incredibly long, complex title. What, uh, what was the What was the wedding movie with the two brothers? I thought that was pretty oh, funny. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Yeah, I thought that was pretty entertaining. <laughs> he's good. I that. didn't see that one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, he's he's fine and great to show me. But again, for every yeah, I like him greatest showman or disaster artist there's a baywatch um so right you know uh so he's not necessarily the most dependable guy but blumhouse has been like one of the most intriguing i mean behind a24 of course just blumhouse has been the most intriguing like whatever they're doing with horror properties and uh, i'm not a big fan of horror but blumhouse is making me one um and so is a24 so um yeah and stephen king elevates it sure i mean i'm looking at the list of movies and i mean I kind of like the dark tower actually. Like I haven't read the books, so maybe that's why Uh, like that's a relatively recent one. And you're right. It chapter one was really good. And uh, two was fine. Dr. Sleep is Uh, whatever. (laughs) Dr. Sleep is great. Dr. Uh, Sleep is pretty good. Yeah. I liked it a lot. So yeah. And plenty of, you know, decent stuff. Uh, 1408, the shining Shawshank green mile. Um, I didn't see pet cemetery. Um, That one's the other like newish release 2019. Not, no, not great. Yeah. <laughs> not great. <laughs> well, I didn't see it. But yeah, yeah the, the Mist is good. Uh, like he's, he's got some good stuff. So it's, uh, I mean, obviously. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a selling point, but Blumhouse is more of a selling point for me. But it's, it's I'm not over the moon about trying to see this one, you know? Yeah, Blumhouse is good at doing the fairly inexpensive horror and then they make their money back and that's why they keep churning out the good stuff mm. they make stuff for like five or ten million and make 80 million and then just go and do it again right make eight to eight to ten times their profit right. <laughs> exactly. yeah there you go for sure but yeah i mean i was just surprised again i was fully expecting to come in this and be like i'm not interested but Blum- blumhouse knows their stuff and i was kind of hooked by the trailer so, I mean, again, not enough that I super cared, but <laughs> enough. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I have any other thoughts, but I'm, I'm more than willing to entertain your guys' thoughts. No, this is one where I saw the trailer a couple times before whatever I was seeing in theaters, and I just kind of zoned out. It lost me in the first minute of the trailer, so. 
I mean, I don't, I don't go to the movies as often as you had, but I've, I didn't see the trailer before, like ten minutes before recording. So. Mm. You have other thoughts, Joe? I mean, since you're a horror guy, I mean, I like the whole like pyrokinesis thing and telekinesis. Like, I like those type of like stories, so that works for me. Like something like Akira, or like even more recently with Stranger Things. Mm. Um, I find that interesting. Like a young kid that has powers. The only thing I kind of cringed at is like, like she could be like a superhero. I was like, you guys don't need to draw that type of line in there. Like it kind of takes away from a bit, makes it a little. Not everything has to be tied to superheroes. I love superheroes, but you can just yeah. kind of leave that out. Sure. I never saw Brightburn, but the trailer reminded me of the Brightburn trailer. I was thinking like the same thing. Destructive kid. Yeah. But the trailer for Brightburn was great, and then it came out, and everybody was like, "That sucks." Yeah. I thought it was decent. It wasn't like it didn't blow my mind, but. Yeah. It's entertaining. Uh, Joe, have you like read the book for Firestarter? Are you are you a reader very much? Uh, I may read every now and then. I probably read more comic books and manga and graphic novels more than actual books. But um, I believe I've seen the 1984 movie with Drew Barrymore, at least bits and pieces of it. I thought it was entertaining at the time. Sure. But I think it's one of those things that, like it would probably uh, probably be better if they actually remade the film with some better visual effects. Um, a lot of stuff was done practically, or they were probably using a lot of like older, uh, kind of like effects. Sure. So, well, just in general, like eighties horror was such a like, you got to follow this pattern and all that, and like it's just got a lot more freedom. I'm sure to probably explore what the book is actually going for. Having not read the book, being very unfamiliar with that, and same with the 1984 movie. Just I don't know. I, I, a lot of things in the eighties were very much like you have to do this, you have to do that, you know. R rating, pair of boobs, you know, lots of, <laughs> you know, some sort of occult thing that's just going to explain away all the stuff that we don't care to explain. Right. You know, so, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's Firestarter. So like kind of surprise for me, you know, I was kind of expecting a hate fest. Uh, it, just, and it just feels like bad timing, like to put this right after Dr. Strange, like, you know, that whoever's putting it out is either taking a risk or doesn't have a lot of confidence. Hmm? Counter programming. Yeah, so I was. But this I isn't counter programming because Doctor Strange is also a horror movie. Like Doctor Strange is Marvel, though. Like you can say it's a horror movie and all that kind of stuff, but it's Marvel. That's true. Well, and you know, uh, <laughs> it's um, Firestarter is. Uh, I mean, I was going to say a non-comic book property, and but <laughs> with Joe's comment of it, it, seems like they're maybe wanting to dive into there a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. It does have a, I mean, it's catering to an older audience too. It is rated R, so you're bringing in a whole different audience. But like you said, counter-programming, mm-hmm. you know, you get a, kind of a softer edge kind of horror movie with Doctor Strange. Right, yeah. like they're not going to release another Marvel or a DC a week after Doctor Strange, but so, something completely different. Yeah, right. Not? Got it. Well, um, all right, so there we go. Uh, hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm hope as always, we're hoping it's a good movie, so... Mm-hmm. that's uh that's what we want so um okay now we get to the meat of what this episode is going to be uh we're gonna play a little bit of a game show um so joe and robert are on just because they're the regular um regular people the uh the, the regular guests uh for the show that's that's a word i mean you are regular people as well yeah. um, regular um, subjective <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
Uh, so the way this is going to work is I have a couple of rounds of uh, typically about five questions each. Um, and we'll go through this. And the way this is going to work is that if, uh, let's say, Robert wants to answer the question, um, for anybody can at any point. You don't have to wait for the other. Uh, but it, let's say Robert decides he wants to answer the question. He wants to go for it. He can answer, but then he's not allowed to give a second answer until Joe gives an answer first. Um, I already told them up front. I'm, I don't know that I'm planning on editing because I think some of the dead space is, is fun with these kind of games because it gives you, the listener, a chance to speak. But obviously, we don't want the most dead space. So um, so that's I think that's the way that we'll go with it. So, um, so whoever wants to answer first, go for it. And then you're not allowed to give a second answer until the other person responds. And if we need, I can always drop hints. Uh, to get to the answer. So a um, couple rounds. I'll try to keep the, the, the point total rallied up um, you know, every now and then. Uh, every answer is worth one point. Um, and that's how we're going to do that, in, unless I specify otherwise. So uh, you guys ready to start? Yeah. yeah, let's go. Any questions or clarifying rules before we go? Something I didn't explain fully? I wasn't paying attention. Can you say it all again? No. <laughs> all right, I think I got it. But just in case, say the whole thing over again. I wasn't listening. What is that from? I feel like I'm stealing it. It's from the Lego movie. Lego movie. That's right. (laughs) Yep. Yep, Because I say that all the time. Uh, Okay. So here's, here's the rules for round or here's the theme for round one. Round one is you have to guess the movie title of the movie that I poorly describe. (laughs) Oh no. This one, this one honestly might be the hardest category, but I think this is fun. Uh, I got, I have an example for you. Um, so this okay. is worth no points, but the example is a girl has to pretend to be a man for people to take her seriously. Mulan. Yeah. I wanted to go with an easy one for the, like, the, the, the sample one. So that's the idea. Yeah. I'm going to poorly describe a movie, and you have to try to guess which one it is. Some of these are pretty easy. Some of these are very difficult. Um, I'll try to help you along the way, because ideally I want you guys to get to the get the answer. So... Let's do this. For the first ever point of this episode, Talking Frog convinces son to kill dad. Talking Frog. <laughs> Princess and the Frog. I don't know. That is not correct. I also tried to pick movies for this whole game of movies that both of you should have seen. Okay. That's rough. What are you thinking? Think out loud, Joe. What do you got? <laughs> Can you repeat it again? Talking Frog convinces son to kill dad. I don't have any clue. Do you want to take another crack at it, Robert? <laughs> I got nothing else. The only movie with a talking frog I can think of is Princess and the Frog. Um, okay, would it help if I said the frog isn't actually a frog? It's a frog-like creature? Oh, uh, Return of the Jedi. It's Empire Strikes Back. Empire, Empire yeah. Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. I was like, where does a son kill his father? Oh, Star Wars, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and at the time, we, we think Darth Vader is his father. So, um, Also, um, I, I pulled a lot of these specific questions from Reddit. So these aren't okay. originals. These are... I pulled them from Reddit and other places. Um, so I know you said the score doesn't matter, but are you keeping score or is it just yeah. to, okay. Yeah. Um, the winner, uh, the score doesn't matter by the way, but the winner, um, the prize is you get to stay on and keep doing shows with me. Um, and the prize for the loser is you also get you to, have stay, to on stay on. And stay on. Doing shows <laughs> so yeah, the points don't matter. They're, they're merely uh, arbitrary comical. Yeah. 
So it's like who line, whose line is it anyways? Yes. Yeah. The point, the point still matters. <laughs> um, cause there's no prize. There's no reward other than, you know, the experience. It's not about the points. It's about the friends we made along the way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Question two, Americans finally bother to learn a foreign language. Parasite. Not correct. Okay. I thought there was going to be like a meta one where it's like language. No, actually best picture to a subtitled film. I meant to give out thanks earlier as well to Heath because Heath helped me um, like screen some of these questions to make sure that they were like reasonable. Uh Um, So thanks to Heath as well. um, I'm pop writer Heath. And um, his first guess was parasite as well um, for that same reason. Totally crazy then. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a guess, Joe? Uh, Spanglish. He guessed that for the second one as well. <laughs> how, about, how about this? The, uh, the the next hint I'll give you is um, the foreign language is not of Earth. Star Trek. That's not it either. What was? Can you say the first thing again? Uh, I, I know what it is. is. What is it? Arrival. It's Arrival. Americans uh, finally bothered to learn a foreign yeah. language. Okay. Susie said alien. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, for that was sure. Good one. You could have gone Arrival or Contact and. Maybe Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but Arrival is the clear, like, learn a language. So Yeah, yeah, good one. Good job. Um, a family's first Airbnb experience goes very wrong. Us. That was also Heath's first guess. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that, that's a good one. I need to stop answering so quickly. <laughs> You're getting good guesses, though. No, that's a, that's a good guess. I didn't even think of that. I know this is a movie that you've seen because this is. I tried to give Heath a hint. I'm like, I know you've seen this movie at least five times and probably more. Airbnb experience goes horribly wrong. A family's first Airbnb experience goes very wrong. Do you have a guess, Joe? Uh, uh, I'm so bad at trivia, so this should be, <laughs> so this should be entertaining. Um, no, I I don't know. Okay, what if I said that this movie was released in the '80s? I mean, it can't be The Shining because it's a hotel. But it is The Shining. But it's a hotel. I know. Come on, play with the game. Okay. <laughs> Airbnb being the hotel. That's pretty funny. Sure, they're not like guests in a hotel like you are on vacation because they're caretakers. So. The, these aren't perfect examples, but they're okay. fun, and and that's the point. They, they are badly explained, so they're they, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, right. they're checking the mark. Yeah, good point. Yeah. I was thinking, like, as I was getting ready to record, I'm like, maybe this shouldn't have been the first one, but I'm like, eh. <laughs> get the stinker out of the way. Get, get, get the hardest one out of the way. Um, all right, this one, um, he, he struggled a lot with this one. Um, I would as well. Okay, um, so, great. Older sister <laughs> ruins younger sister's chance to appear on TV. To appear on TV? Uh, it's not Frozen, because they don't have TVs in Frozen. Um are you sure about that? Is it frozen? There's my guess. No, it's not frozen. Okay. <laughs> I was just trying to do the John Cena thing. For a while, I, until you said the TV part, I was going to say 10 things I hate about you. Oh. Uh, mm. Older sister convinces younger sister. Older sister ruins younger ruins. sister's chance to appear on TV. I'm not sure I know how to hint this one. I mean, I have a second guess. Joe, do you can have I, one? Never mind, my second guess. No, is good. I, no you, you can go ahead. I don't. 
Uh, the hint is that this is the first part of a trilogy. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Hunger is it, Games. Is it Hunger Games? Yeah, <laughs> it is the Hunger Games. <laughs> that's that's a good one. That's terrible though. Yeah. I think you got that both at the same time, and it's uh, the points don't matter, so I'm giving it both to you anyway. If I hadn't said, if I hadn't done the oh my gosh, then I would have gotten it first. <laughs> I mean, you can go. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, and then the last one for this category, this is my personal favorite. Uh, military kid wants a permanent vacation in Europe, but car trouble brings him back to America. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> military kid. Military kid wants a permanent vacation in Europe, but car trouble brings him back to America. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to... I was going to say Star Wars again, but, <laughs> but not with America being in there. Mm, or Europe. But <laughs> or Europe, right. <laughs> Europe is in Star Wars, not America, though. <laughs> Do you have any guesses, Joe? Uh, I don't know. Okay, how do I hint this one? I don't know how, actually. <laughs> Military kid wants permanent vacation in Europe. <laughs> no clue. Hmm, how do I hit this one? Um, let's say the car trouble has nothing to do with the car itself. Yeah, that's not what was tripping me up. <laughs> I know. But I was hoping maybe that hint might get you there. The car trouble, I wouldn't say have, has nothing to do with the car itself, but the, the, the focus of the car trouble is not having to do with the car itself. Can what you say I, this whole thing again? Oh. Military kid wants a permanent vacation in Europe, but car trouble brings him back to America. Oh man, I have no idea. What if I told you that this movie is at least three hours long? <laughs> cycling through three hour movies is like Lord of the I Rings know, drive my car this is the fun thing because I don't know if you're ever laughing because you know it or because you just like, I know, I no, no I don't know it okay I, do you guys just want the answer yeah the answer is the godfather oh my goodness oh god <laughs> so again the car trouble not having to do with the car but it's a perfect yeah. like explain <laughs> a movie badly <laughs> right it's difficult I know that one's difficult so. Military. Ah, oh, man, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, when I think military kid, I think of like the child of someone in the military, mm-hmm. not a soldier. I did. I did try not to like think a of kid like, in the military. You know, I did try to think right. of like how I could hint you to get away from thinking of like army brat, right? Um, and try to think of something different. Other, but I can't just say like he's in the mob, not the army. Like that doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I think he was enlisted in in the military. Like that's he was. Like, yeah. 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 He's in the military. Yeah. It's just he, not the focus. Right. And like I said, I was like, his dad isn't in the military. So that was what was tripping mm, me up. Yeah. Or his, his mother, his parent. Got it. Got it. Well, uh, on that wrote, no, that's three to two. It's a close game, guys. Who's ahead? After, after one round, uh, you have three and Joe has two because you both got a point for the Hunger Games. <laughs> nice. All right. So round two, um, I, I decided to narrow some of these down to keep them more focused. So... Um, round two is you have to guess the 2021 movie 
based off of the critic review from Rotten Tomatoes. 2021, so last year. It has year. to specifically be a 2021 film. Okay. I, I wanted to do that to just, that way you don't have a million movies to rattle off yeah. your head. And so there's a couple of modifiers here. So based off of the critic review, I have two reviews. And then after, if you still can't get them after the second, which I intended them to be, ideally, um, I tried to make one fresh and one rotten. That's not always the case. Um, but I tried to make it to where at the end of the second, you really should get it. Um, so the first one, I don't have an example for most of the rest of these going forward. So, okay. um, so the first one is, this is a great horror movie that focuses on building dread through a sheer feeling of terror and suspense over grisly violence, blood and gore. It's by Jeffrey Harris. Lamb. It's not lamb. What other horror movies did I see in 2021? I'm positive you've seen this one. Okay, great. This is a great horror film that focuses on building dread through a sheer feeling of terror and suspense over grisly violence, blood and gore. Am I, was I supposed to guess after the first thing? You can, yeah. Okay. The second one is meant to be more of a hint. Okay, okay. Is it The Lighthouse? It's not The Lighthouse. It's a good guess, though. Because that was like end of 2020. It, that, that was 2019, I think. Oh, wow. Oh, you're right. Cause it was, was it? Yeah. Oh, it was, wow, yeah. yeah. That's true. <sighs> I was working at my previous job, which, yeah. Here's the, here's the, the second review from Brian Eggert. It's an entertaining follow-up to the 2018 original. Oh my gosh. Oh, Quiet Place Part 2. It's Quiet Place Part 2. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you know I've seen it because I, like I rolled it. against it. <laughs> I, I'm not a not so quiet place. Everybody's yeah. super loud. Yeah. Right. Which is a part of the reason why both Robert left the theaters. And, and he I hate it too. I hate both of them. He increasingly. Oh, you hate both of them? Oh, yeah, oh, wow. I don't like either one of them. The oh, more I think about the first one, the less I like it. Yeah. Uh, I definitely hate the second one. <laughs> The second one's still, not good. I still really like the first one, but Robert dragged me down into his realizing that the <laughs> second one is bad. Good. <laughs> good. Let the uh, hate run through. All right, through. Review, number two. <laughs> review number two. It's a love letter to those that doubt their worth and belonging in spaces that are often denied to them. It holds a mirror to those that feel invisible in the eyes of representation and celebrates them loud and proud. This is by Josie Melendez. Oh, man. See, we did the the... 2021 recap i did my best of the year <laughs> list and everything now it's i'm just moved on i'm trying to like i mean i'm okay if you guys want help by just googling 2021 movies in in like a smaller window like you know <laughs> like can I, I can i have my list from last year pulled up so i don't i don't actually care if you have like something to help you as long as like i don't want you to go to rotten tomatoes like yeah yeah okay so if you yeah. want to pull up your letterbox or if you want to just like Google yeah, search and a different thing. So I'll read it again. Um, it's a love letter to those that doubt their worth and belonging in spaces that are often denied to them. It holds a mirror to those that feel invisible in the eye of representation and celebrates them loud and proud. Minari. No. Oh my goodness. I'm terrible at this. Somehow I was in the lead. <laughs> Although interesting because... Immediately, I think Benari's a 2020 film, but it didn't get a wide release until 2021. Right. So I, I would consider it a 2021 movie. Mm-hmm. Is this, are these ones from Reddit also? No, these are from Rotten Tomatoes. I've, I, I've selected movies that oh, I thought okay. both of you would get, be gotcha. able to get. Um, and oh, you just took the Reddit, like the bad descriptions from Reddit. Reddit was just for the poorly described movies, which were, which gotcha. were really mostly pulled from Twitter because I think like Jimmy Fallon did a hashtag for it one time. Okay. Do you have a guess, Joe? 
I'm so stumped. I didn't watch a lot of movies in 2021, so... Got it. Uh, I'll give you the second oh. review, then. This is by Brian Egger. Uh, it makes you feel like a resident of their neighborhood through the most shareable and universal be- mediums. Coda. It's not Coda. Oh, my gosh. I think Keith guessed out as well. Then I guess I'm out of guesses. I know you've seen this one for sure. I just don't know which movies Joe's seen because Joe's doesn't have letterboxed. So yeah. <laughs> if I told you the keyword to focus on is neighborhood, Mister Rogers, so that was in 2021. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I'm pretty stumped. Uh, what if I said that neighborhood? is not said neighborhood in this film. It's spoken a different way. Uh, uh, Into the Heights? In the Heights. I was about to say West Side Story, which is similar. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, I, look at, I, I looked at it for a bit, and as soon as you said uh, they don't refer to it as said neighborhood, I was like, okay. Because they okay. say barrio, because that's the Spanish word. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Very nice, guys. Uh, okay, here we go. Question number three. A polished piece of Wait, fin- do you mean very nice? Yes, I do mean very nice. Uh, <laughs> a polished piece of fan service accurately reflects the way pop culture is eating itself right now by Eddie Harrison. Oh, is that... Is that... I'm... <laughs> You're so hesitant. <laughs> no, I'm hesitant. I'm going to s- s- say Spider-Man. It is Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay. Yep. The uh, the second review would have been um, the last half hour in particular feels like a collective group hug, leading to a bittersweet okay, moment yeah. of rare delicacy of this franchise by Ruben Rosario. See when you when you said okay. uh, franchises eating themselves, I was thinking maybe Matrix. Oh, I was like, okay. No, I tried the fan service the fan was service. definitely not Matrix. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go with number four. Um, this toys with the idea of genocide. But it's mostly a movie for people who like to memorize things. All these stupid names one after another. Dune. <laughs> yep. It took, it took Heath a while to get it. And I'm like, I don't... Like, it's... The focus is on all these stupid names one after another. Obviously, this person thought it was... Like Paul. Right? Yeah, like Paul. <laughs> as soon as you said genocide, I knew that, I knew what it was. Um... <laughs> See, and that, I didn't think that was much of a hint. Um, but the, the stupid names is pretty good, though. Like yeah. Duncan Idaho. Like, <laughs> well, and the and the second clue. Would have Wait, been for block- stupid names, you go with Duncan Idaho first. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it is a stupid name. <laughs> uh, um, the second the second review would have been a blockbuster celebrating the awe inspiring power of the big screen that everybody can get behind, mm-hmm. because that would have just emphasized the spectacle. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. And then the last one on this is an overlong and overwrought action thriller. The cinematography is often stunning, but the action sequences are exhausting. Uh, I want to say no time to die. That'd be correct. Even, <laughs> even though you kept going with the positive ones first and you kind of threw me off there. <laughs> I didn't necessarily. I wanted to. I wanted to do the ones that most accurately reflected, uh, sure. without giving too much away. Uh, and then this, this, the following review would have been a fitting send off that I had to yeah. cut the rest of. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, for James Bond or for Daniel Craig or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, that would be uh, a four to one win in Robert's favor. That's okay. The points don't matter. We're good. 
I told you it do matter. Yeah. Uh, all right. So round number three. I really like this one, guys. You have to guess the movie based off of the letterboxed review <laughs> by a fellow Sift Pop writer. Oh, okay. So it's not just this any letterboxed review. It has to, it, it is from a specific Sift Pop writer. You have to guess the movie that they are trying to review. Um, I have obviously um, made some uh, like adjustments um, to like make sure that it doesn't give away anything to the plot um, uh, or to anything that would tip you off a little bit too much. So, yeah. Um, all right. Starting round number three. Uh, this is from Chris Baker, Sip Pop Writer. There's, uh, there's actually a solid effort at something grand in here. It's just a shame that the studio did not earn this movie, and as such, it needs to work this hard to earn itself. Did you say this is 2021 also? I, no, oh, this is just there is no general. modifier for year. This oh, my is, goodness. Now they're, they're all modern. Um, okay. all right. mo- most of these are in the 2010s, actually. Can you say that one one more time? Uh, there's actually a solid effort at something grand in here. It's just a shame that the studio did not earn this movie, and as such, it needs to work this hard to earn itself. Uh, Rise of Skywalker. No. Oh man, I got nothing. Terrible. That could be like so many things. Uh, that could be that could be like anything. Any big franchise movie. Um. Let's. Let's let's make the focus on the studio did not earn this movie. That's why I was thinking Rise of Skywalker, but that kind of implies it's a good movie. Um, it's uh, not. Ju- it's not Justice League, is it? It is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, yep. nice. So I mean, specifically Zack Snyder's, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Right, because they did earn Joss <laughs> Whedon's Justice League. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they got their comeuppance for that. Right. So nice. Good one, Joe. Good pull. Yeah. Uh, here we go. <laughs> the greatest crime, uh, this by Sif Pop writer, writer Heath, by the way, the greatest crime is that this movie actually, the greatest crime that this movie actually commits is managing to remain so boring while accomplishing virtually nothing in a cinematic universe where literal magic is possible. Crime Grindelwald. Crimes of Grindelwald, it is. Oh, I was going to say the new one, whatever that one's called. The Secrets, Secrets of Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Yeah, I figured if you would have said Secrets of Dumbledore, I would have either been like, eh, or I would have. I completely agree with that review, too. Yeah. Nail, beat head. <laughs> yeah. Uh... I'm trying to see if I recognize any of these, because I read a lot of the Sith Pop writers' <laughs> reviews when they come up. As I was screening these for Heath, he, he first said, uh, you know, he, he first said, uh, like, can I hear mine first? And it's the literal magic that gives it away. So, you know, it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Nick would be prisoner of Azkaban. I hope he's listening to this to know how wrong he is. Look, I know hear he's listening to say it. how wrong he and is. And he is wrong. All he's uh, done so far is read my tweets and Slack messages, but he needs to hear it from my voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, for the third one in this round. Uh, anytime actors play actors who are pretentious, it makes me happy. Plus, the prison stuff is absolutely adorable. This is from Sam Nichols. Anytime actors play... Oh, uh, uh, Paddington 2. It is Paddington 2. Uh, I love that movie. It's it took so Robert a while... Or it took Heath a while to get it. I'm just like, 
prison adorable adorable <laughs> actors playing an actor <laughs> yeah and i don't remember that one actually um, hugh grant is an actor in that movie. yeah you grant the villain is an actor i was yeah. thinking playing themselves <laughs> that was the mindset i knew because i knew hugh, hugh grant was I, I thought that i thought that too i was thinking more along the lines of like how nick cage plays nick cage in unbearable yeah Light. like right well that was my initial thought too yeah yeah all right well that makes a lot more sense now i've only seen paddington do once but i love it you're um, fired yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, not my usual go-to movie, but I firmly believe this movie deserves all the praise it received and more than deserved a best picture. Great acting, great cinematography, and a story that enraptures you from start to finish. This is by Joseph. La La Land. No. Oh. Uh, Roma. It's not Roma. Either. Oh, deserved a best picture. Uh, deserved a best picture. More than deserved a best picture. To, to me, that's implying that it won. So what's one best right. picture lately? I think it could. I think it could imply either. Okay, but you I'm might. not. I'm not trying to sway you one way. I'm just trying to say like, I, I I think more than deserved best picture could be like, how did this not win? Right. Uh, uh, Moonlight. It is not Moonlight. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Yeah, I said the same thing. Uh, more than deserved. Am I allowed to guess again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I'm, just, I'm allowed to just go crazy after our first guesses? Why not? <laughs> Schindler's List. Nope. Uh, Titanic. Knowing Joseph. No. Nope. 1917. No. Uh, Saving Private <laughs> Ryan. No. I'm going like World War II Titanic. <laughs> More than deserved. It's not Dunkirk. It is not Dunkirk. All right, do we got? Do you have like a backup <laughs> Sith Pop writer review for the same movie? What if What if I said we've already talked about this movie on this episode? On this episode, I don't remember. It's not uh, been a correct answer, but it has Parasite. It is Parasite. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I, I as we're recording this, he sent me like, "Hey, you should probably change that one. It's a little too vague." But <laughs> I dug my grave. I'm gonna bury it. I'm gonna lay in it. Um, and the very last one from Nash. I just think it's perfect. Everything is set up so well. Character sing. Bruce Willis care, cares. It's a miracle. Bruce Willis cares. Wow, that that's going back kind of far then. <laughs> uh, it's definitely not GI Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a, a wild guess and say Glass. Yeah, it's not Glass. It's like Glass because you said 2010s, and he cared. When did yeah. I say 2010s? I said most said, of them take place in 2010s. Okay, okay. Uh, cared. Which everyone up till now has taken place in 2010. Right. Sound breakable? Nope. Uh, Sixth Sense? Nope. Pulp Fiction? Nope. Twelve Monkeys? Bruce Willis cares. It's a miracle. Oh. Is it uh, Die Hard? It is Die Hard. <laughs> Why? I was like, what other Bruce Willis movies are there? And I'm That's so like the biggest like, one. I was like, maybe they didn't hear the last part of It's a Miracle. But, I mean, he had to care. That was his career in the line. That's why he yeah. cared. That was like well, his breakout film. Yeah. Sure. For sure. Was, was Die Hard before or after Pulp Fiction? Before. Well, yeah, way before. Like well, 87, was Die Hard. Okay. I think. I think Die Hard For was some 80. reason, I thought it might be 90s. 
Uh, Field Die Hard was 89. Uh, and okay. um, Pulp Fiction was 94. Yeah, I knew, yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay. Uh, so that's the end of that round, round three. Uh, wow, nice, uh, nice, nice turnaround for Joe, inversing the numbers. Job so what do we got now? Uh, as of now, Robert had three, four, and one. That makes eight, and Joe had two, four, and or two, one, and four. That makes uh, seven. So you guys are still just just one off. So it's uh, it's neck and neck here. Okay, for this round, guess the movie based off of the trivia. Okay. This isn't IMDb trivia. This is just I came up with these questions by own. This film gave Tom Hanks his first Academy Award nomination. Nomination. Philadelphia? Nope. He got his first win from Philadelphia. Oh, man. Because Philadelphia is like 1990, isn't it? Yeah. Tom Hanks has had a long career. Yeah, I know. But like he was only in comedy stuff before that. It's not big. Is that a guess? That, that's my guess. It is big. Oh my goodness! That's good. That was good. Okay. Yep. Oh, I like this one. Oh, by the way, a couple of these questions—not um, necessarily this round, but just throughout—I have bonus questions attached to. <laughs> just, okay. It's a way to cheat the system. Uh, this film was the first ever PG thirteen movie. Oh, I have no idea. Uh, Temple of Doom. Nope, Temple of Doom is PG. Temple of Doom was like one of the catalysts to get PG-13, wasn't it? I thought it was the first PG-13 movie. Nope. Which one? Which, I've only see, seen the Tem- Indiana Jones movies once each. Which one is the one where the faces fall off? That's Raiders. Oh, okay. Okay, so then I was wrong. I think that was one where there's like kids walking out of theaters because they're terrified. First ever PG-13 film. I literally have no guess because I have no idea. <laughs> is, it, is it Lampoon's Vacation? It is not. What if I? How can I narrow this down? So you guys know the time frame. This is the eighties. There was a recent remake of this film as well, and it was not well received. Like remake as in ten years ago. Oh. And it was not well received. Lame is. <laughs> no, that was well received. Yeah. Inclu- by everybody, including me. Meaning it wasn't well received by you, is what you're saying? No, I love Les Mis. Um, oh, 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 yeah. Okay. I like the remake, but I haven't seen it in a while. I, I still have no, no clue. Uh, Star Wars A New Hope. But, um, it's... I, th- I think I'll just tell you, Robert, there's no more Star Wars in the rest of the. <laughs> No, that, that was a joke. Hence the, <laughs> I know, the, I know. Uh, actually, there's no Star Wars uh, until the last round. Okay. I just look it up, so I won't guess. But I did look it up. <laughs> well, Robert won't get this. It is... Joe, you want to tell him? It's uh, Red Dawn. It is Red Dawn. Uh... <laughs> but um, I, feel I, like I've got a, I feel like I've got to award both of you a point because the bonus question was which film caused the rating to be established, and it was Temple of Doom. I know it was oh, yeah. part of an anomaly, part of the thing, but Temple of Doom was the official one where people were like, "Yeah, no." Yeah. So heart, to- heart pulling. I mean, it's pretty bad. 
So no. both of you said Temple of Doom. Um, I, be, inadvertently answering the bonus question. So I'll give you, <laughs> I'll give you both one point for that. I would have never guessed Red Dawn, but then when you think about Red Dawn, you're like, a lot of people get shot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's pretty, yeah. yeah. It's pretty bad. I guess. I have a feeling it wouldn't have been one of those that would have been the catalyst, but because PG-13 exists, it fits nicely there. Yeah. All right. Question number three: Which feature film has the all-time record for uses of the f-bomb? Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Did you know that, or did you just take a guess? No, I knew that one. Mm. Uh, that means it's right. Yes, it is correct. Okay. Yeah, they came um, up in a trivia and some type of game show, and they're asking like who who curses more, and one of them was Jonah Hill, and I, I never thought it was Jonah Hill. I thought it was uh, Al Pacino, and it was Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill curses more than Al Pacino does in Scarface, so makes, uh, makes sense. <laughs> for for no bonus points, because um, I didn't have this listed down, and so it's not official. Um, do you guys know what uh, movie it overthrew? I think another Scorsese was it uh, Departed. It was the Departed. You say yeah, yes. Yep. Yeah, I mean, as long as you don't count the documentary on the word, which I don't. So I specifically said feature film. Right. All right. What is the highest rated film on IMDb? Come and see. No, Parasite. I think I just cheated. Do you have a guess, Joe? Is it Joe? Parasite? It uh, is neither. Is it Paddington 2? It is not Paddington 2. I'm pretty sure it's Parasite again because everything everywhere got moved down to three. What is the highest rated film on IMDb? Oh, you said IMDb. Shawshank. <laughs> is it Shawshank? Yes, the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, man. I should have got that. That's like my favorite movie. I was hoping to like stump somebody to think like it's probably The Godfather Part 2 because uh, Godfather and Godfather Part 2 are 2 and 3. I was hoping to stump somebody. And yeah, you were going on the letterboxed ones. I didn't know everything everywhere all at once was now down to 2. Yeah, that once more people sense. saw it. It's still at a 4.6, but... It's, it's just like look i'll take number two overall that movie's incredible it's three but yeah all right it's below come and see as well yeah okay. come and see and and parasite overtook it what is the only pixar movie that is rotten on rotten tomatoes cars 2 cars 2 is correct again i was hoping to stump you good dinosaur <laughs> good dinosaur is decent enough that i Good, good dinosaur is a sixty-seven percent, and Cars three I think has like a sixty or sixty-one. So I was hoping to maybe get you to think that like Cars two is still like relatively early Pixar, and how dare you say anything bad about Pixar yeah. in that era? I was hoping to get you to overthink. Like, I wonder if that was still fresh on Rotten Tomatoes because people were afraid. What is the threshold? Is it sixty? Sixty. Well, fifty-nine. Cars three is way better than Cars two, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Cars three, but. I, I don't like any of the Cars I imagine, movies. <laughs> I imagine every movie ever made was better than Cars 2. So, the, all right. The biggest, the biggest contribution that uh, Cars ever did was they added uh, ray tracing. And it, that was the best thing that ever happened to those movies. Got better tech. Nice. Uh, okay. So, um, that leads us to uh, Robert getting five out of five on that one. Joe still getting Ooh, one. Crushed That's it. Okay. That's okay. Oh, that's right, because there's a bonus question. Well, you both got points for first ever okay, PG-13. Okay, well, okay. For the bonus question on PG-13. So. Um, got it. Um, okay, so round five. That leads us to... We're, almost, we're halfway there. Uh, okay. You have to guess the best picture nominated film based off of one word. So all okay. of these movies are nominated for best picture. Some of them are winners. All of them are nominated. 
Um, there was no year specific, and I'm only going to give you one word to describe it. Drummer. Kip. Oh. Whiplash? Yeah. Whiplash. I, oh, I, I haven't even seen it yet. <laughs> it's sad. Oh, Drumline. You know, Drumline totally won. You know? <laughs> what were you going to ask, Robert? Can this have one best picture? Yes, it can have one best picture. Okay. <clears throat> Valhalla. Uh, preemptive the Northman. Um, Maybe. I hope. <laughs> Me too. Valhalla. I, I have no idea. Uh, I think I might... I'm going to take a wild guess, but I'm like 99% sure I'm missing up, mixing up my history, but I'm going to say gladiator. That is incorrect. Yeah. Just want to throw something out there. I don't, I mean, I'll throw it out there. I don't think it was anywhere near this caliber Valhalla rising. Nope. Yeah. Do you have a second word? (laughs) Desert. Oh, geez. Mad Max Fury Road. Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> so I've only seen that once. What does Valhalla have to do with Mad Max? When they spray paint their can- the, the silver all over the faces because they want to go to Valhalla. I see. Born Joe wonder- like, creates like a false pretense of a religion, and he bases it off Valhalla. Gotcha. I really, really, really wanted to find a way to work this in there because it's not your typical Best Picture nominated film. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that it is. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, and I couldn't find a way because desert is too vague. Um, my wife suggested apocalypse, but I don't think you could have gotten apocalypse there. Now. Right. Or apocalypse yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, left behind star Nicholas cage. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, boxer. Rocky. Creed. It's Rocky. Yeah. It's Creed was in the best picture. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Uh, I know Stallone. Stallone won was. Yeah. Yeah, and Did I also uh, Stallone won for best supporting yeah. actor there. Yeah, and I was also like unsure of this one because Raging Bull or all that. So I was like trying to think sure. specifically. Um, I think it was a good one. Uh, yeah. So Rocky Robert. Let's see. Rocky <laughs> Robert. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Napster. Facebook. Or social network. <laughs> Playing word association there. Facebook was the obvious answer. I wanted to say Napster, and yeah, you got it. I knew you'd get it, though. Uh, I mean, I you thought Joe, exactly like, obviously Joe has a chance at any of these. I really tried to make it as... Uh, as you know. I'm a fan of Fincher. Like, I could see that connection, because it, it totally makes sense. Well, and Robert's a super fan, because um, Andrew Garfield. Um, of that movie, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. my product's at the cleaner. <laughs> uh, and question uh, number 25 total. Uh, 26 if you count the bonus one, which I don't. Sunken. Get out. I was really hoping that would yep. get you, take you longer to get. All right. I don't know why I didn't. I don't know why I thought it would take you longer to get. It's a very yeah, specific it's a word. Place. <laughs> it's, a, yeah, it's a very I was hoping maybe you would think like 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Moby Dick, anything like on a sea, but <sighs> this is silly. All right. Titanic would have made sense for that. Oh, Titanic. Yeah, that would work. Uh, I legitimately thought about picking Titanic, uh, but 
I couldn't think of it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> here we go. Round six. Joe, you exclusively get to answer these questions. Oh, yay. Uh, these are MCU based true or false questions. If the answer is true and you guess correctly, uh, you get two points. If the answer is false and you guess correctly, you get two points. But if you can supply me with the corrected answer, you get a bonus point. Okay. Make sense? Okay. So a maximum of three points. Maximum of three points. Um, yeah. It's the money round. It's the money round. Yep. All right. The person who voiced Dormammu in Doctor Strange was Benedict Cumberbatch. That's true. It's true. Wakanda's first mention is in Avengers Age of Ultron. That's also true. That is not true. It was referenced in Iron Man 2. Was it? At the expo. Oh, okay. It's a brief mention, but it counts. Scott Lang's security company is called XCon. That's true. Uh, the The big fight scene in Civil War takes place in Munich. That is false. It takes place in Russia. Hold on. Sorry. Let me specify. The big fight scene at the airport in Civil War takes place in Berlin. Damn it. (laughs) Did you give the answer? Shut up. (laughs) Point for both of us. I wrote down Berlin, but I meant to say... (laughs) Point to everybody. (laughs) Point to you. I get the points. I get negative two points for that one. (laughs) Dang it. Uh, <laughs> what a sham. No. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, look, we're 30 questions into this. Simple, and All right. Uh, the event that takes place in Thor The Dark World is called The Emergence. Oh, I hate that movie. I think that's true, though. <laughs> that is false. It's called The Convergence. It's yeah, I've, I've seen a movie twice. Yeah, <laughs> I had to get a Thor The Dark World one in there <laughs> just to make sure we would get them. Um, okay. Uh, this one has seven questions, by the way. So two more. Uh, recently announced uh, director of Fast and Furious 10, Louis Leturier directed The Incredible Hulk. I do not know who directed that movie, but I'm going to... It sounds true. It is true. It's true. Um, okay, and the last one for this is the user who got frustrated. Who, the user who frustrated Korg playing Fortnite in Avengers Endgame is known as Wolverine One One Seven. That is false. I'm trying to remember what his name is though. All it's, right, it's like Noob Master uh, something. <laughs> you are it's so like, close. It's like Noob Master Sixty Nine or something. It's Noob Master Sixty Nine. You got yeah, it. Something really stupid. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, okay, so you got uh, two, four, uh, six, eight, nine. Nine total. That round. Good job. Um, yeah, missing the false ones really hurt, but also me screwing up one really hurt. Uh, <laughs> I'll just screw up Ronald Roberts. How about that? Because <laughs> guess what, Robert? It's your turn. Lord of the Rings, I'm guessing. No. Oh, wow. No. No, no, that'd be too easy. Okay, that's because true. I would come up with questions that were not anywhere near as, as, as good. Um, so, yeah, um, 
Okay. Robert, your category is Pixar movies. Oh, gosh. Okay. Seven questions. Yep. Same rules. Two points of true, two points of false. One next, one extra point if you can get the bonus answer. Michael Keaton voices Ken in Toy Story 3. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> uh, okay. Chef Skinner tries to kick Linguini into cooking a bad dish in Ratatouille called Sweetbread a la Gusto. <laughs> I'm going to say false, but I have no idea what the actual thing is called. It is true. Okay. I thought you were trying to trick me with the semantics, with the name. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Unfortunately, I am not. Uh, (laughs) You just missed it. I'm just just wrong. (laughs) An inside-out Riley San Francisco hockey team is called the Foghorns. True. It's true. Did you actually know what? Are you just guessing? No, I'm just guessing. (laughs) In Monsters University, Terry and Terry's special talent is close-up magic. False. That's true. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You're doing the ones that I've seen like once, maybe twice. <laughs> I'm not going to do Toy Story 2 and uh, and all the best ones, you know? Um, all right. The name of the explosive villain Mr. Incredible Fights when he first meets Buddy is called Bombs Away. Bomb Voyage. It's oh, false. you got it. Bomb Voyage is my favorite. He's on Clayob. He's on Clayob. That part's so memorable. It is. Uh, all right. Going back to cars. The Hudson Hornet yeah. won two Piston Cup championships before his crash ended his career. Oh, I forgot this was true and false for a second. I was waiting for a question. <laughs> um, false. He won four. You got the question, but you did not get the bonus. Um, it's three. Oh, man. And the last one, in Coco, Abuelita's birth name is Juanita. True. <laughs> it is true. Okay. All right. That's one. I two, love Coco, but I haven't seen it too many one, times. Two, three, four, five, six, it, it's hard to watch more than like once. It's good, yeah. but it's just, <laughs> it's like really sad. Yeah, so dang heartbreaking. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's 11. All I right. got 11 on that. One, two, three, four. Yeah, but yeah, you got eleven on that. That was me basically. I forgot to mess up a question. Dang it! (laughs) (sighs) You get nine because I messed up. (laughs) The points don't matter. If I lose by two, you guys tied on that round. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I make the rules of the show. Um. (laughs) Unbelievable. All right. Uh, all right. Round eight. There's 10 rounds total, by the way. Round eight. Yeah. We're making good time. Guess the non-MCU Marvel film based off of the Stan Lee cameo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love this round so very much. All right. A man is watering his lawn when suddenly gravity gives out. I remember this one. It's, uh, this is it's, my it's, favorite it's, Stan Lee cameo. It's not X-Men 3, right? It is X-Men 3. X-Men The Last Stand. Because it's where they're going to visit uh, Jean Grey as a child. Yeah. yeah. Yep. A librarian. Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. It was a whole thing. Of course he knew that one, yeah. <laughs> it's Andrew Garfield. 
I know. I was, yeah. I was maybe thinking he was going to get him on two, but maybe Spider-Man two. No. Here we go. This one's a. Uh... He graduates in two. He's barely in school in that one. <laughs> you come after me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, a clerk who sells the titular hero their costume. Ooh. Into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse. Good job. Uh, okay. That's a good pull because, like, you know, that's a. Uh... Man, I, I was thought that one would stump him because it stumped me. I was going to guess one of the Spider-Mans. I don't know. Yeah. No, because he, cause he's there when Miles gets his costume. That's the like the front one from a costume shop, which is really the only one where it makes sense where you can buy a superhero costume um, as opposed to have it special ordered or it just magically appears. True. Um, uh, a DJ at a strip club. Deadpool. One. <laughs> that's correct. Jones is getting that one. And the last one under this category, a man turned away from a wedding. Of two main characters for not being on the guest list. Fantastic Four. Two. Good job, Robert. <laughs> I've never seen that movie. <laughs> I, saw that, it, like, I was in like, elementary school or whenever. I was like, that sounds right, though. Well, I think it's the only one that actually has a wedding involved. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of any other like Marvel movies that have weddings, and typically they happen off screen or. But yeah, it's it's the like opening scene of the Silver Surfer. I think oh, I didn't see the movie, but. 2007, so I would have been, yeah, in elementary school probably. <laughs> I'd have been 12, so. Um, yeah, and even 12 year old me was uninterested in that movie. <laughs> All right. Um, guess the movie. I love this. I love this round. Ready? Guess the movie based off of secondary actors. Okay. So I will give you actors that play secondary roles in the movie. And then you have to guess the movie that's there. I have three for each one of these. And then I have a couple backups if you still can't get them. Wait, so you're going to name three actors. Three actors that are not main characters. Okay. I mean, at least the leads. Right. Mark Strong, Samuel L. Jackson, Mark Hamill. Oh, uh, uh, Kingsman. Yeah. Kingsman Secret Service. The, uh, the one that I had, um... As extras were Sophia Batella and Michael Caine. I figured Sophia yeah. Batella would give it away if I had her in there. Mark Hamill was enough of a wild card. Michael Caine. Michael Speaking Caine. of Mark Hamill, question number two is Carrie Fisher, Frank Oz, and John Candy. Well, um, I think I've only ever seen Carrie Fisher in one thing outside of Star Wars, and that's when Harry met Sally, so that's my guess. This is incorrect. Okay. Gauz and John Candy. Mm-hmm. And Carrie Fisher. Yeah, I knew both of those were wrong for Harry Met Sally, but I was hoping that maybe I forgot them. Is, <laughs> it, is it heavy metal? It's not heavy metal. metal. Uh, your final two uh, characters, um, to give you the hints, is Aretha Franklin and James Brown. Oh, is it Blues Brothers? It is the Blues Brothers. Frank Oz plays the, beginning guard, the, the prison guard at the beginning. John Candy is the the ranger going after them, and uh, Carrie Fisher is the ex girlfriend that is trying to kill Elwood the entire movie. It's fun. I love that movie. Kim Basinger, Keith David, and Hannibal Burris. That's a crazy cast. <laughs> uh, trying to like. 
trying to think of like what I've seen these people in. The Hannibal Burst part tag. is throwing me off. It's not tag. Okay. I don't know if I've seen another Hannibal Burst. It's not Spider-Man. I know. I can't think of one either. Do you have a guess or do you want the last person? Uh, let's go for the last person. Margaret Qualley. Oh. Margaret Qualley. What? She hasn't done that many things. And it's not That's the why one there's only one actor in this one. Man, I, I'm not going to get it. I don't know. I have no clue. I'm so disappointed. It's the nice guys. What? Hannibal Burst plays Bumble. When is he in the nice guys? He's, he plays Bumble, the bee in the backseat of the car. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. How am I supposed to get that? <laughs> I, I love the nice guys, but I've only like, had the opportunity to watch it once. Oh my goodness. I don't remember the entire cast. I had, to, I had to throw you off somehow, and I had to get the nice guys in here somehow. At the very beginning of this, I was going to say I'm going to guess nice guys for everyone, but I didn't want to give Joe the hint. <laughs> I was thinking with Kim Basinger, maybe you would just take a stab at the nice guys. No, man. Especially because Keith David also playing the uh, the guy that's after. Um... But there's also like not a lot of like notable people like in supporting. Like they're all great, but they're not like recognizable names. You should have said right. Matt Bomer, Angori Rice or something. I could have. I could have. I know. Yeah. Uh, I figured Margaret Qualley would for sure be enough. And then I couldn't well, remember Matt just, Bomer's name. I was just like, Hannibal Burris and the nice guys. No, it can't be that. That's okay, I get the points for that one, um, which, neg- which <laughs> negates the points. Which brings that, you up to zero. Yeah, which brings me up to zero. So it negates my negative. So, uh, But you, but Robert, you still only get nine instead of 11 on your Pixar round. Because I said so. <laughs> oh, here we go. This one's fun. Uh, two more, by the way. Two more. Don Johnson, Michael K. Williams, and Walton Goggins. Oh, that, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> J- Django. Django Unchained. Good job. Oh, Good pull. Because those are like, I don't remember any of them being in there. And my uh, my my guess, my other ones were going to be Kerry Washington, which probably would have given away. And then Quentin Tarantino would have for sure led you there. <laughs> I've um, only seen then, it one time, like back when it came out. So Don Johnson's pretty memorable the way, he, uh, the way he's dressed and, and whatnot. Yeah, I, I think I've only seen the movie twice. You're going uh, like tertiary not even secondary because like that would be leo and uh, well, Christopher vaults for for a movie with that much prowess yes i'm going with tertiary okay. um yeah you would have to otherwise it would just give it away like yeah if i if i said christoph waltz leonardo dicaprio and samuel L. jackson you'd be like yeah obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> all right here we go very last one in this round liam neeson morgan freeman and nick offerman oh uh lego movie dang it i was hoping that would stump you <laughs> I was hoping you would just be like, what on earth? No. Uh, yeah, Nick Offerman like, not sounding like himself at all. I love it. Yeah, well, and that's the other thing is Nick Offerman doesn't sound like him. All right, I got two points. Robert got uh, no. Robert got one. <laughs> Actually, I still only got one point, so I get negative one. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm up to zero because it's my favorite movie of all time, so I get two points for that one. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, which leads us to the final round. Uh, let me do a quick total here so robert's got let's see seven six uh, uh 35 um, 300 i think three uh for for trying to throw me off guard he loses seven uh no <laughs> <laughs> 30 plus 12 is 25 28 28 total that's respectable 35 nice i was right no i said 28 <laughs> <laughs> you said i lost seven 
Well, I, I gave him back. I had seven. <laughs> I gave him back. Um, six. All right, and then so Joe's got eight. Uh, let's see, that's 19. 19 plus six is twenty-five. Guys, it's still a close game. This is it. This round. This round is going to be the one. Wait, what was it again? I missed. 25. 20, 28 versus 25. Oh my gosh. That MCU Pixar round, man. <laughs> that, was a, that was a game changer. Yeah. You tied. <laughs> In my mind, it was a game changer. I mean, yeah. Robert, actually, you got more points, but <laughs> because I messed up a question on Joe's, I made it a tie. All right. Um, so round 10, the way this works, it's box office showdown. So we will talk box office numbers. We're going to play prices, right? Rules. You are not allowed to go over. Um, whoever is the closest to being under wins. I'm not going to allow, um, $1 over or anything like that. <laughs> you know, just be respectful of that. Um, and if I need to veto it, I will. A couple opportunities for some bonus questions here, which should be a lot of fun. Um, so everybody gets to lock in one answer. You can, you can, and then the closest one wins without going over. Five questions, plus two bonus questions. You guys ready? Yes. Yeah, also, box office is fun because nobody has any frame of reference, so they're just like, fine. Yeah, I don't pay attention to the box office either. <laughs> Neither do I, but this was a really fun putting together. Try to get creative with it. The highest grossing R-rated film of all time is Joker. How much money did it make worldwide? $900 million. Joe, what is your guess? I'll say 600. Robert wins 1.7 or 1.074 billion. I didn't know it went over one or over a billion. That's the only R rated film to go over a billion dollars. That's crazy. Good guesses, though, guys. Good guesses. All right, here we go. Here's a fun one Avatar is the highest grossing film of all time because of recent re releases. Oh, that's Um, right. So it is the reigning champion again. How many days did it take for the film to reach $1 billion? How many days did it take for the film to reach $1 billion worldwide? Uh, four. Uh, I'll go six. Robert will take the point again. It took 19 days. <laughs> oh, okay. I think because it was released like earlier in the States, like once it released right. in China, it really blew up. So I don't know if they're trying to take into account like from initial release or whatever, or if it's like of, of the markets. I don't know. I went off of what box office Mojo said. If you mm-hmm. have issues, take it up with them. Bonus points. That was the fastest I take film. take all my issues up with Aaron. <laughs> that, was, that, that set the record for the fastest film to read a billion dollars. Which film... Did it dethrone for having that reference or for having that record? Fastest film to reach a billion dollars, which was, for the record, 64 days. Had to be Titanic, right? It was not Titanic. Oh. Because Titanic didn't reach a billion until subsequent re releases. I see. I think that was his first guess as well. It's not Spider Man. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, also a good guess. But no. Oh. Uh, Is it episode one? Three. Is oh, sorry. What did you say, Joe? Episode one. Nope. What do you say, Robert? Pirates three. Close but wrong. Pirates it two. Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man's Chest. I forgot those made shiploads of money. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like I would think at World's End would beat it, um, but I don't. I know. I know lots of people didn't like Dead Man's Chest when it came out. So, right. Um, but it's a good movie. So. It's a great movie. 
Um, yeah, good. And it's also like it's one of those that like Avatar was like 2009, Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. two was like 2006. Like, yeah. there's plenty of big movies that came out between then. One of which was the first Iron Man film. So we know that the MCU is one of the highest, you know, grossing things ever. We know that Avengers Endgame is the second highest grossing film of all time. Highest if you only count original release. How much money did the first MCU film make at the first, or at the worldwide box office? How much money did Iron Man make at the worldwide box office? Don't think it was a billion, but it was high enough. <laughs> I'm going to say 800 million. Okay, I'm going to say 700. You are both over. Ooh. Let's go with a round two. The first film to reach a billion dollars uh, in the MCU was Avengers, and then Iron Man 3, and then pretty much every film after that. I'll say 550 then. Do you have a guess, Joe? Uh, let's go 400. Robert will win right. again. It's 585. Oh, nice. I wasn't is, confident with that pick. I thought you were going to get it. No, it's it was a really good, really good pick. It still made a lot of money. It, it just oh yeah, yeah. It's also it was also a summer release. It was right around the Dark Knight, so superhero movies were taking it's a like turn. Two thousand eight. That was a good year for movies. Bonus question. Uh oh. To the closest billion. Oh gosh. How many billion dollars has the Marvel Cinematic Universe made so far to date? Oh god. <laughs> um well I don't want to do billion? my math out loud. Twenty. Yeah. Joe's going for twenty? I'll say seventeen billion. Joe wins. What is it? Twenty six billion dollars. Wow. It's hitting twenty six billion right now with Doctor Strange. How many of them have got have gotten to like gotten over one billion? I mean, Endgame got over two billion. Infinity right. War got like one point six. Black Panther, um, right? Endgame, Infinity War, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Marvel. Captain Marvel didn't. Um, Far From Home did. Yeah. Homecoming didn't. Black Widow didn't. Eternals didn't. No Way Home did. I think. No, I don't I think, think it did. No Way Home yeah. is like it's up there in the all-time <laughs> list, okay. even with COVID. Okay. Um, yeah, Dark World didn't. Iron Man three did. Avengers did. Um, I don't know if Winter Soldier did. I don't think Guardians did, but I think Guardians 2 did. See, that's why my guess was a little bit more conservative than yeah. the 20, but I'm, yeah, good guess. I'm surprised. Yep, $26 billion. Man, that's crazy. Okay, um, here's where we get back to Star Wars. The Force Awakens is the highest grossing domestic film of all time mm-hmm. with nearly... $937 million. My wow. question is, how much did it make internationally? Uh, 1.85 billion. $1.85. Uh, 2.5. Both over. Really? Uh, this is just world, just international, not domestic. So oh, not just international. Oh, just international. Yeah. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. So what was it? It made, it made 937 okay. million domestic. We're mm. looking for just Invite me on your show and make me do math. Um, I'm going to say 700 million. I'm going to go 400. 1.132 billion. 
probably take that one again. Wow. Damn. I mean, look, it's China, man. And like, Makes sense. It just, it, we're talking the rest of the world besides America. I didn't like, think it got to two billion. That's why I was. Oh, I guess uh, it did. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. total. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember it making that much like domestically, like as it came out. Like it feels like Endgame was the bigger event, but maybe just the bigger event because it felt that way. Whereas no, I remember Star Wars. It was like Star Wars is back, and well, and it was the first good Star Wars movie. Well, I mean, we both really like Revenge of the Sith, but well, the first universally liked Star Wars movie, and there we go. Since whatever, until everybody then again hated it after the since, fact. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, first universally loved movie love star wars movie well when you see what the story became since the yeah. original right because people didn't like empire that's true. that's true i think people like return of the jedi but um all right and then the very last question that we have here if adjusted for inflation okay gone with the wind would be the highest grossing film of all time not adjusted for inflation how much money did it make worldwide at its release so again, if adjusted for inflation, yeah. it would surpass Avatar and Endgame and all that. We are not adjusting for inflation. So what is the actual dollars that it received in release? I honestly have no frame of reference for this. I know, that's why it's fun. That's why we're doing prices right rules. So I'm gonna say twenty five million. I'll say ten million. Guys, get out of the millions. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh jeez. I'll say Three hundred dollars? No, uh, three hundred thousand. My... I mean, this is yeah. This is nineteen thirty. So okay, three hundred thousand is my guess. Okay, so like four fifty. Robert will take this one as well. Four hundred and two thousand dollars. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but again, adjusted for inflation over the last eighty years. Yeah, that is worth more than three billion dollars. Oh, 2.7, whatever Avengers Endgame is. Gotta go to the show oh. for a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that sweep of all, including the bonus, that means that Robert got more points, but the points don't matter. So um, you're both equal in my hearts and in the listeners' hearts. So, yeah. Gone with the Wind, uh, Avengers Endgame had lots of cheer moments. Did they like go crazy? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. And everyone just I goes so. insane. Probably. I think so. Throwing yeah. popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, hooray, good job for treating women that way. Yes, I agree. Bully. Uh, (laughs) Nice. Well, that was a lot of fun, guys. I had fun. I had fun fun only because I won. (laughs) But you didn't. You you ended up equal. Um, No. In my heart. You can't take that Which is the actual thing to try to... To try to take so i'm not actually uh, this competitive i'm just doing it for show i know <laughs> and, it's good, and it's good content i love it uh i had a lot of fun that went that went really well and aside from one flub you know with with 55 7 whatever how many questions um you know only messing up once i'll take it 55 7 my favorite number well it says 54 but there's one two i think four or five bonus questions so yeah 58 or nine something like that uh, I'm only messing up, only messing up one, which was a last minute edit. So fair enough. I did good. I think I did good. Did good. Let game. me know what you guys think as, as you were playing along, listening to this in the car or yeah. home or whatever. Let me know if you thought that I was a bad host or if Robert was a bad guest. Uh, there are no other options. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or everything was great, uh, which is which is my personal opinion. Uh, but. 
Uh, but yeah, we got a couple, just one more thing that, to, to do as we wrap up. Uh, and that's the spinoff. We still are going to get a chance to recommend uh, or warn some stuff to you guys. So what is one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to tell everybody to check out or to stay away from? Joe, let's start with you. I always have more than one thing, but I'll just get through them fast. Um, two slice of life anime. Uh, one's uh, Kotaro Lives Alone, uh, which is on Netflix. And March comes in like a line that is also on Netflix. Uh, if you want something to kind of pull in the heartstrings and make you laugh a little bit, those two are great. And of course, go watch Moon Knight if you're just going to watch it for Oscar Isaac alone. It's well worth the, the time you put into it. I will watch it for at least Oscar Isaac. Yeah, that's, all, that's all you need. Yeah, for sure. Robert, what about you? Um, I want to tell people to avoid this podcast because it's been rigged against me. And I want to spite the host. Um, um, no, I really haven't seen it done because we recorded more recently than normal Uh from the last time that I normally come on, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched well, the you movie. also hopped on for Northman with me as well. So that's true. So I can't even you say, can't even recommend that. yeah, my last two actually I have three recent nine stars, uh, or four and a half stars, Northman last temptation of Christ. And the one that I'm going to, uh, recommend now, which is a uh, Cresha. It's a a 24 movie from 2015, um, by Trey Edward Schultz, the director of, waves and it comes at night it comes at night is solid and waves i absolutely love and i was very interested to see what else he could do and uh this one is much more akin to waves in that it's like a very tense family drama that's gonna have you like it's it's one of those a24 hybrids it's like ostensibly it's a drama but it makes you feel like a horror like it's a horror just because of everything that goes around. It's an estranged, a woman who's estranged from her family comes to a Thanksgiving dinner uh, for the first time. And you're not given an exact amount of time, but it's a long time and uh, things start well, but then as you might be able to guess, they don't go as well, but it's very emotional. It's very moving. It's very thought provoking. And you can tell it's very personal for the director. And I always, and I always love that. So yeah, Krisha, very good. I watched it on, on Showtime. Thanks. I uh, waves is still on my watch list, and I'll I'll have to get this get around to this one as well. Then, um, I've not been watching a lot recently. I've been trying to catch up on TV, and since next week is a TV catch up, I don't want to say any of the TV I've been watching, but definitely expect to hear some things about Winning Time and Under the Banner of Heaven, um, which are both just great spoilers. I love them both. Um, I wanted to recommend the first hundred pages of Under the Banner of Heaven because that's how far I've read so far. I was actually going to ask you, like, given that the show is airing and you have the book, yeah. are, are you reading along as the episodes go, or do you care if you read ahead, or are you, like, how how is your your thought process doing both? So here's the thing: I watched the first episode and a half just uh, with my like my available time. I didn't get to finish the second episode, and then I got the book and started it. And the book tells you who did the murder right away. Uh, and the book is more of a expose and history on the Mormon church than it is uh, this murder mystery. And apparently Andrew Garfield's character in the show is made up for the show. So yeah, the book gives you a lot of good context, especially if you're fairly unfamiliar with Mormonism, Um, it gives you a lot of good context. Um, So I'm interested to get back to the show now that I've read a third of the book. Nice. Good. I was curious how, cause I, yeah. now that I'm, now that I am all caught up, I want to crack open the book and I, they're very different so far. Sure. 
well, I think that'll be good because because you don't yeah, want the yeah. exact same thing. You want supplemental. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, but you want them both to work independently, unlike Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> I look so because I haven't been watching a ton except for TV, which I'm just desperately trying to like try to save all my thoughts for there. Um, I I've been watching baseball again recently, and got, baseball's back. Um, White Sox sweep the Red Sox, no big deal. It's not that hard to sweep the Red Sox, right? Red, Red Sox, Sox right are now. garbage. Look, I'm wearing Celtics <laughs> instead. That's what I'm paying attention to these days. Yeah, no, it's just, uh, yeah, I know the Red, the Red Sox are underperforming, and so are the White Sox. But you know, um, like baseball's back, and guys, as somebody that hasn't cared about baseball for the last, I mean, I started to care again last year a little bit because the White Sox are starting to good. But as somebody that hasn't cared since like 2007, like. The sport has changed so much because I remember in 2006, 2007, you know, all my time growing up, it was just like, you just put these people in these places and like hope that they do well. But like, it's become so analytic driven. It's become so like position driven and like, you know, not everybody needs to be a main home run hitter, but you just need guys that can hit recently. And it seems like there are like, it seems like back in the day there used to just be like, oh yeah, each team has one superstar and now that's not the case anymore. So there's lots of teams that are really fun to watch um in in like that regard and uh you know it just baseball is back if you're not a fan like it's the perfect background stuff to ch- to put on um i've really been enjoying playing mlb the show 22 since i have game pass on xbox um so i've really been enjoying playing that it's also helped me kind of in a supplementary way um if, if you're one of those pe- but if you're one of those people that have never cared like look there's a reason it's america's pastime Um, and it's a slow sport. It's not for everybody, but you know, you can, you can come join teams, white Sox, um, or red Sox. You know, I'm also a red Sox fan. Um, it's just white Sox are my one, a red Sox, my one B. So priorities, um, but come join, come join the sides of the Sox. As long as they have socks in the name, we're good, but very vague, very obvious, but I've been enjoying watching baseball again. Nice. Um, yes, that's a wrap. A uh, quick reminder that you can follow Joe and Robert at the, the places that are in your episode description. So Joe on Instagram, Robert on Twitter. Um, uh, and I'll have, uh, I'll have those in the description, as I mentioned. Uh, in case you need a reference point, you can follow me on Twitter or Letterboxd at Schweitcastle. Quick reminder, the Sip Hop Writers Room is part of the Studio DNA Network. You can check out other great shows at StudioDNA.media. And if you're interested in writing for SipPop.com or you want to get in contact with us, maybe send us a question to explore during a B-plot, then you can email writersroom at SipPop.com. Please don't get, forget to leave us a review on iTunes if you're listening there. Um, also, um, I meant to point this out at the top of the show, but there's a new intro song that's launching with this episode. Or an intro, not song, because it's not a song, but a new intro piece that is launching with uh, this episode. So if you're like me and you like to skip things, maybe go back. It's worth listening. Or just next episode. Make sure to not skip the first 20 seconds or whatever it is. Uh, wanted, to, wanted to shout that out. Uh, next week on the show, uh, as mentioned, is the TV catch-up. Um, so if you're unfamiliar with the show, if it's your first time checking in, um, on the third Wednesday of every month, we do a TV catch-up. Um, I'll have Austin and Kristen joining me. We'll talk about all things TV. And next month, um, the second Wednesday of every month, which is this, uh, Joe joins me. And we talk about a comic book thing. Uh, we will. We have not yet discussed what that will be, but we will get together to, soon to determine what that might be. And uh, that's also when Jurassic World Dominion is coming out. So we'll be talking about that before it comes out. So uh, Joe will be back next month. Rob will be back in two weeks where we'll talk about come and see. Um, next week is uh, TV catch up with Kristen. And uh, we will see you guys back then. Thank you so much for sticking around. And thank you so much for 100 episodes.
See you in the writer's room. Back to the writer's Later. room. I don't even remember what it is. <laughs> <laughs>